Hello and welcome to English Roundtable. I'm Kevin, and today I'm joined with Zane. And Zane, you are from Australia. That is correct. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. Excellent. Nice weather outside. Nothing to complain about. So, right. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. getting warmer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy with that. Certainly, getting warmer. Um, good cycling weather. Yeah. Coming up. So. Yeah. Um, for me, that's that's uh, that's a good thing. I'm happy about that. And like the warm weather. Hay fever season's over, pretty much. So yeah, yeah another good point. Yeah, of course. And uh, so, speaking of weather and being from Australia, yeah, the seasons are switched. Is that, that is correct? correct. Yeah. So we're yep. technically in Japan. It is, you know, we'll say springtime. That's right. So it's what fall, winter. Yeah. In Australia. Yeah, yeah. Heading, uh, going to be heading into the winter season over there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of strange, right? That is. I mean, that is strange. To me, it is. <laughs> yeah. That is that is quite strange, mm -hmm. um, and especially having uh, Christmas time in summer, um, oh, which is right. always a little bit weird. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you get used to it. Yeah. Um, but it's always uh, great, great to experience uh, a proper winter Christmas uh, in Japan. Oh, so that's right. sort of a novelty for me. Yeah, that's but, true. That's yeah. a good point. So you still, yeah, still celebrate Christmas, December twenty fifth, but you're out in shorts or that's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No. So, I mean, how, do, yeah, that's got to feel kind of strange, right? To have decorations and a Christmas tree and then, you know, you're at the beach, and, you know, swimming or you're outside. It is strange, um, especially if uh, now that I'm in Japan and I can enjoy Christmas in its proper season, right. uh, when I'm back in Australia uh, for Christmas, if I am, it, it does actually feel strange to go back to that, even though I've grown up. Uh, with my my whole childhood Christmas experience uh, was always in summer. Yeah. So it, it never seemed strange then. Yeah. Uh, not until I experienced it in winter. So wow, that's yeah. yeah. I never actually thought about yeah. that part about it. The uh, so is the advertising a promotion of Christmas? Like, is it Santa Claus in Bermuda shorts or how? how is it different from I'm, you know? Because everything is usually like snow and you know, everybody's bundled up. Is there is the advertising different? The strange thing about that is it does still rely heavily on the winter theme. Really? So you have images of uh, Father Christmas with snow mm -hmm. and uh, Christmas trees covered in snow. And in <laughs> fact, there's like a, a snow in a can kind of thing that you can buy. Um, and people would actually use that as part of the decorations sometimes. Really? So, yeah. So the, the winter theme is still... Uh, prevalent, absolutely. Wow. Despite being in summer, which makes it even stranger. Yeah, that is very strange. It's like a Twilight Zone. <laughs> absolutely. <episode. laughs> yeah. But I, I never thought that was weird when I was right, a kid. Right. But now I look back on it and think that is really strange because you're still going with the winter theme, but mm -hmm. obviously it's in summer. Yeah. Yeah. Very so, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so that's got me thinking are there any other, 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 other things that have switched because of that? You know, because so we've got Christmas being. You know, in a summer type uh, type weather or climate, so yeah, I wonder if there's any other things that switch. Because you know, the other thing is also, let's say you go visit in the summer in Japan. Mm -hmm. What's the situation like with traveling because of like your clothes? You know, because okay. you mean you're going to have to pack winter clothes when you go, and then the opposite, of course. Right, right. Well, um, it does make traveling a little difficult, and I've seen. Uh, people, when I've been traveling uh, to Japan from Australia, 
I've been on a plane load um, full of Australian people mm. and they'll arrive uh, at the airport still in shorts and a T-shirt uh, when it's winter time here in Japan. Yeah. And they're completely unprepared for it a oh, lot of the time. Like sure. I've seen them walking, you know, through the terminal uh, in their shorts and T-shirts. And I'm just thinking you are going to get a quite a big shock when you step outside. So, yeah. That's funny yeah. that no, they didn't think about that, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess not. But um uh, for me, I, I like to, um, you know, I'm, I'm prepared for it because I know what to expect. Right. But if you were a first-time traveler, you would definitely, uh, oh, you wow. quite possibly have some issues with the, the extreme temperature differences. Yeah. And I've seen it. So oh, it does funny. catch people out. <laughs> that's so funny because, you know, anytime I'm traveling, I look, what's the weather going to be like? I'm surprised, you know, others don't, don't think about that. But. Well, I guess... Um, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people do, but the ones I've seen don't seem to take that into consideration. Uh, maybe they're just overly excited about uh, coming to Japan, especially if it's the first time. So yeah. they're not really thinking about um, the weather, I guess. Wow, but interesting. For me, that's an important thing to think oh, about. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> not, um, maybe Australian people are just quite casual. They'll just deal with it as it comes. And <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So, so would you see the... The people in Australia are more laid back, more relaxed type of people, or are they, you know, because, you know, we, let's compare Japan because we're both familiar with Yeah, with definitely. That. You know, that's very serious, I feel like. It's, uh, you know, everything has to be perfect and exact and on time. Uh, what, what's the uh, kind of atmosphere like in Australia? Compared to Japan, much more laid back. Okay. So, uh, people are fairly casual. Mm -hmm. Um they um they're they're happier uh, i noticed in in japan a lot of people seem to really um prepare themselves before they go out and mm. like i'll see a lot of um very well dressed people uh, mm. in japan even if they're just going out to meet friends yeah um whereas in australia it it is a lot a lot more casual so you'll see people walking around in uh in flip flops and shorts and t-shirts and um not that they don't care how they right, look, right. but the, the style is just more casual. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We could maybe even compare like, like the culture map, Yeah, you know, like high context countries, low context and being, you know, obviously the outer appearance. Appearance is a big deal in Asia. Mm. Whereas, you know, for us, or you know, I guess not us, I'm from America, you're from Australia, totally opposite. But I think mm. it's the same kind of uh, background as well. There's a lot of similar casual. culture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, same, you know, you wouldn't see a lot of people really go to the, dress to the nines if they're going to just go see friends or, you know, think about the outer appearance. The yeah. appearance, it's more about the inside. Mm, mm. So that is kind of interesting to have that comparison. Yeah, yeah. I guess um, Australia follows a lot of the trends uh, from America and, and possibly from Europe as well, but probably okay. more so uh, from America. There's a lot of American cultural influence there with movies and TV shows and things like that. Mm, so, yeah. um Possibly similar, and I haven't been to America, so I don't know. Oh, really? But, okay. Um, yeah. Possibly similar to, uh, in terms of the casualness um, right. with America and Australia. But, gotcha. Uh, in Japan, yeah, completely different story. And uh, I was just blown away by um, how well people dress and their general appearance mm. uh, when I first came here. Uh, yeah. It, it did surprise me. Yeah, yeah, same. Same, yeah. The, uh, yeah, having any anything on your body like outside has it's always meticulous for a lot of people it's kind of kind of interesting yeah i, I like it um yeah. i'm um 
I'm happy that people take that that level of pride uh, in their yeah, own yeah. appearance. Um, and I'm not saying Australian people are messy, but um, right. they just they just don't seem to to factor that in as much when before they before they go out. Hmm. So interesting. Uh, maybe that's part of just their general relaxed attitude. Mm. Possibly. So. What would there, what would be some other misconceptions people may have about Australia or Australian people? You know, I mentioned before we started today. You know, I don't know much about Australia besides you know Sydney Opera House, mm-hmm. and then you've got kangaroos, and then you've got frisbees or not frisbees, uh, uh, boomerangs. Boomerangs, yeah. yeah um, I've never seen anybody throw a boomerang. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never tried myself. Um, I'm sure that there, there are some boomerang enthusiasts around, um, yeah. but. It's not something that you would you would see, but it is very much an, an image that people would have of Australia. Right. What, um, what is the background of a boomerang? Do um, you know? <laughs> so know. it's uh, it's an Aboriginal uh, hunting device. Okay. Um, like and, an atolotl, like that type of. Yeah, yeah. So the idea is, uh, I guess, back in the day, um, the Aboriginal people would um, use use it to hunt, probably something like kangaroos, possibly. So okay. if it's thrown effectively, right. um, it'll deliver a pretty decent blow. Yeah, yeah, I, can I see guess that. it takes a fair bit of practice to. Huh, interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and supposedly, if you throw it correctly, it should it should come back. Um, if right. It, yeah. If it doesn't connect with whatever you're trying to hit, I suppose. So, right, because that is the yeah. other thing with the boomerang; it's yep. supposed to return back to that's you. That's right. That's right. All right. So, now I want to try. Yeah, I'd like to try as well. Um, I'm sure there probably is somewhere you could actually try in Australia, but uh, I've yet to find the place. Right. So, that would be uh, part of the misconception, I think. Um, a lot of people probably think, you know, there's, kang- uh, there's kangaroos just jumping around the place um, and there's, you know, koalas in every tree. Um, yeah. In some areas of Australia, that is factual. That is correct. Um, and I'm lucky, lucky enough to live in an area, when I go back to Australia, um, that does have koalas in trees. Really? Um, so I can look out my front room window and I can see koalas in trees. Really? Uh, <laughs> wow. But that's not a usual thing. <laughs> that's that's wow. quite unique. So um, I have even had kangaroos hopping down the street uh, at times. Wow, um, wow. But uh, that's not the reality for most people living in Australia. Um, if you're in a big city in Australia, such as Sydney or Melbourne, mm-hmm. it's very much like a, a Tokyo-esque atmosphere. Yeah. So just a big city, plenty of things going on, um, a lot of restaurants, cafes, entertainment areas, um, like any big city, I yeah. suppose. So um, people, a lot of people might have this image of Australia being not backward, but just uh, Country countryside feeling everywhere, um, right, yeah. which is which is not not the reality in most most places. So there are very big cities as well, Sydney and Melbourne especially. Mm. So yeah, because I mean a, a large portion of Australia is country, right? Is that's that, right. That's that right? right, and um, uninhabitable as well. Really? So uh, most Australian residents would live on the east coast mm-hmm. side. So. Sydney, Melbourne, Queensland, uh, on that coast, the majority, so more than half, I suppose. Oh, wow. Um, probably even more than that. I haven't actually checked the numbers, but East Coast is very densely populated um, and you've got a large area in the middle 
where you've got Uluru or Ayers Rock, um, and there's basically nothing happening there. Mm, I see. Yeah. Wow. So how have you traveled through, you know, the uninhabited lands? Uh, I have actually uh, traveled a bit in Australia. So I had uh, many years ago, I had a camper van or a camping car, as mm. they call them uh, in Japan, uh, and I traveled basically half of Australia. So oh, wow. uh, I, I left uh, my hometown, which is South Australia, traveled to uh, Victoria, New South Wales, all the way up to the top of Queensland, mm -hmm. uh, and then traveled across and came right down the middle uh, of Australia through um, Northern Territory, Ayers Rock, and then, and then back down to South Australia. So I've seen a bit of the country. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So, you know, obviously... You know, most people just see maps, they see the globe, and it's hard to really know the size of places <laughs> just based off that. So how long does that take? Let's say you went from the top all the way down. So how, what kind of time are we talking about with that distance? Um, if, if you drove that distance, um, it would take you many days. Really? Many days, yeah. Like if you, if you drove for a full day, took a rest at night, drove for another full day, you'd be looking at three or four days probably. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's thousands of kilometers. Yeah, so it's yeah. much larger than, you know, you kind of expect. Or, it's, it's a huge see. place, huge country. So, yeah, it is big. Um, roughly 20 times as big as Japan. Yeah, I mean, I can something, see that. <laughs> something like that. So, yeah. um, for example, my home state of South Australia would be roughly the same size as Japan. Oh, wow. And that's just one small piece of Australia. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty amazing. It's, it's a huge country. Yeah, that is much bigger than I was kind of imagining. <laughs> so you said that a lot of it's uninhabitable. Mm. And what, what would be the reason? Is it desert or is it just, I mean, there's nothing there? A, a lot of it survive? is desert area. Okay. Uh, and there is literally nothing there. Mm. So we'd call that um, the Australian outback. Yeah, right. So, okay, there you go. Yeah. And there's, there's literally nothing there. There's no services. Um, there's no electricity. There's, there's nothing. Wow. Um, there's no trees even in some places. Like there are literal deserts where it's just sand. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. But there are like paved roads. Yeah. There, okay. are there are paved roads uh, for the main areas. So when I was traveling, I was on paved roads the whole time, uh, except for one experience where I took a wrong turn Ooh. and ended up <laughs> on, a, on a gravel road, uh, which was not a pleasant experience. No, and that ended up going for hundreds of kilometers as really? well. Wow. So, yeah. And then just one house out in the distance and you don't want that's to go to right. that house. That's right. No, no. Avoid. Avoid that. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Again, I didn't know it was... That's that big. And what kind of like activities would people do? I can imagine people going out there doing like dirt biking, and those type of activities. Is that something that is popular? Uh, in those types of areas, uh, yes. Uh, things like dirt biking, four-wheel driving yeah, is, right. is a big thing uh, in Australia. So um, a lot of people uh, uh, do that as a hobby. Um, pack up the four-wheel drive, go camping uh, out, in the, out in the bush or out in the outback. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely a, a lot of people are interested in that uh, in okay. Australia. Um, a lot of those outback areas uh, are used to raise cattle as well. Oh, okay. So, I, I mean, they're technically uninhabitable, but uh, some of them are used for, for farming as well. I see. So, wow, very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So uh, what's the terrain like? You know, I'm, I'm picturing mostly flat but i mean are there canyons or mountains throughout 
Um, it is for the majority mostly flat, but there are some uh, large mountain ranges mm-hmm. uh, around the place as well. I wouldn't be able to tell you specifics, but right, right. there are definitely um, valleys and mountain ranges. Um, there are even in some areas rainforests. So oh, there's wow. you can go to Australia and you can see every imaginable type of terrain um, if you have enough time. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, see, I'm learning a lot of new things. Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> it's amazing. It's a surprising country. Yeah, it um, is. And even though I've lived there for most of my life, uh, there's still so much that I haven't seen. Wow. So. Yeah, pretty amazing. So uh, beyond now the uh, kind of misconceptions, what are some things that people are like to do? You know, let's, let's go outside the city a little bit, because sure. obviously that's going to be kind of normal mm. to everyone that lives mm. in a big city. So what would be other activities? You know, we mentioned maybe if you go out a little bit, Four-wheeling, dirt biking is big. Uh, well, you know, you're on the coast with a lot of places, so like is surfing or any other activities like that Yeah, if, popular? Yeah, if you're talking about coastal areas, uh, surfing is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it always has been um, 50 or so years ago mm-hmm. as well. It was, it was big uh, and it hasn't, hasn't died down. So there are so many good places along the coast uh, to go surfing. Mm-hmm. Technically, I think in Australia, there are t- uh, 12,000 um, individual beaches. Oh, um, wow. But really, I mean, it's just a big island. Yeah, so. right. So obviously, there's <laughs> going to really be a beach. They don't really change from, from beach to beach. <laughs> right. But I think technically, there are 12,000 individually named beaches. Oh, wow. So if, if you're into uh, surfing or uh, beaches at all, yeah, you can find them basically anywhere, anywhere along the coast, wow. obviously. very um, nice. Um, yeah, surfing, surfing is huge. Uh, water sports uh, also very popular. Um, just uh, things like fishing as well. A lot of people do have their own boat and they'll go out fishing or oh, okay. um, water sports like uh, jet skiing and um, water skiing is also pretty big. Okay, I see. Yeah. What about uh, foods? Is there anything surprising or different that you've, you, or, I mean, maybe not to you since it's uh, natural, but maybe to, to someone that came to visit, is there anything that would be on a menu that would be Kind of interesting or surprising? Um, there might be a few interesting things that or- you might run across. So um, if, you'd, if you are interested in trying uh, some crocodile, for example, oh, okay. or um, possibly some snake, oh, um, you, you could <laughs> in certain restaurants. like there, there Kangaroo? Is, uh, kangaroo, yeah. Kangaroo yeah. is actually available in most supermarkets. Really? So kangaroo is definitely uh, prevalent, yeah. For sure. And how, how's the taste? Um, I quite like it. Really? Yeah. What, what was something you could compare it to? I mean, it's, it's one of those tastes like chicken kind yeah, of foods. Right. Like it's more, it's a, it's a gamey kind of meat. Mm-hmm. Um, I generally uh, use it in a curry. Okay. Um, and it, it, it works really well with curries. Um, you can just cook it on the barbecue as mm-hmm. well. Um, one thing I've noticed with kangaroo meat is... Uh, you need to, you, you cannot cook it for too long, otherwise it becomes quite chewy. Oh, but if okay. you sort of lightly, uh, lightly barbecue it, um, it's actually quite nice. Wow. So. Yeah, I'd like to try that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's worth a try. Yeah, certainly. Um, there are kangaroo hamburgers as well. Wow. Um, and I've actually had uh, a camel hamburger also. <laughs> really? So there's a lot of camels <laughs> in Australia in, oh, really? running around in, in the outback. Um, yeah, another thing I would not, yes. not have imagined. <laughs> um, 
And uh, in fact, I almost uh, almost uh, struck one uh, when really? I was when I was driving my uh, my camper van uh, near. Uh, Pretty close to Ayers Rock. I was just driving along a road there, and a, a massive camel darted out in front of my uh, front oh, of my wow. car. So it's a pretty close call, um, and that surprised me. I didn't really expect camels to be out there, but apparently there are a lot of camels in these outback areas. Wow, so, very interesting. Yeah. All right, my last question about food. Sure. What are like the staple foods that you would find in most most households? Is there anything that that sticks out to you? Like um, Okay, so food in Australia is a bit of an interesting topic because it's, it's a very multicultural country. So you can find every imaginable food there. There's a lot of immigrants uh, from India and China, so those foods are obviously very popular. Um, during the 50s, a lot of Greek and Italian people uh, migrated to Australia, so there's a lot of that influence in food. In terms of Australia's national dish, um, I suppose you would just have to say it's a it's an outdoor barbecue. Yeah, <laughs> but okay. there's nothing particularly special about that. Right. Um, there's no real unique foods. Mm -hmm. Possibly, if you threw some kangaroo on there, um, could be could be a unique touch. Yeah. Um, there's always Vegemite as that's well. That's the one. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I was. <laughs> we had to mention Vegemite. Have so, to. <laughs> yeah. um, have you ever tried it? I believe I've tried it maybe a long time ago, but I couldn't, you know, I couldn't tell you what it tasted like or like what it was. Mm. Are, are you a fan? Um, so I'll have to try it again. Well, I, I'm not the biggest fan, um, but I don't mind it. Okay. It's, it's one of those things that I don't mind. I mean, they say, oh, you either love it or you hate it. But I honestly, I wouldn't go out of my way right, to, right. to find it. But if somebody offered me some Vegemite on toast, I'd, I would take it okay. um, and I would eat it. But I, I wouldn't actually uh, actively look for it. Right, right. It's um, like For me, it's like natto. Yeah. I, I won't like seek it out and have it with my meal. But, you know, if I was offered it, sure, I'll, I'll take some. I can do it. Yeah, yeah. It's very much like Australia's natto, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people in Australia gen, uh, genuinely love it. Yeah. Um, and it is somewhat of a national food yeah i mean like i said that's what i was going to bring up as yeah. a staple type food that i feel like most uh, australian people have or what they have uh, in their in their pantry at least so. you would find that in most people's pantries uh, most australian people's pantries so very very funny um and yes that part of about australia is true people genuinely do love it um yeah i, I do i i do remember not really enjoying it when i tasted it but uh, I'll give it another go. You know, if you offered it to me, I'll, I'll try it. I was looking for some actually in Japan because um, I, I had a class which was Australian history and culture um, oh, yeah. as, as part of the uh, GC uh, course. And I thought I'd love to um, give people the opportunity to try it and, and try it correctly, how it should be eaten because it's yeah. a very specific way uh, yeah, to eat yeah, it. Yeah, that would so be good. I could not find any. Interesting. Um, so obviously not too popular in Japan. I tried the import shops. I tried other oh, really? places. Could not find it. Huh. So. Yeah, I would have imagined maybe the the import shops would have had it. That was my. That would have. Yeah, I, I thought they they might. And I remember mm. seeing it many years ago. Mm. I have no idea where that was. Yeah, maybe they caught on. They didn't didn't enjoy it that much to keep ordering it. <laughs> the market wasn't there. I suppose. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
All right. Well, uh, I'd really like to talk more about Australia. So maybe uh, in the future, I'd like to have you back and we can go uh, a little bit deeper and uh, talk I'd about some happy. other parts. Yeah, I'd be happy to come back and get a bit deeper anytime. All right. Sounds good. Thank you very much for coming. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to English Roundtable, made possible by Kanagaigo Career College in Tokyo, Japan. If you enjoyed hearing natural English conversation, subscribe and like us wherever you're listening, and check us out on YouTube, Twitter, and our other SNS platforms, which will be in the description for this episode. Head over to the YouTube page to see some of the keywords we used in the conversation and other activities to test your English listening skills. Thanks again, and we'll see you in the next episode.